Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is uh, our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you weekdays at 10am. Apologies for no uh, shows this week. It's been scheduling, there's been time off and to be honest, for the international break there's not been loads happening. Um, but thank you to those that have continued to stick with us and that are tuning in this morning or catching up as well a little bit later on. Very much appreciate your time. Drop a like, subscribe, all that lovely stuff because we are Closing in uh, on that massive 100,000 uh, mark. We're less than one and a half K away now. So thank you to those that continue to to join us. Uh, I'm joined this morning by Charlie. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. So, yeah, it has been a little while since we've had a show. So, yeah, those watching and listening, uh, I, we do apologise for that. As TC that said, there's there's not really much that we could do about it. And with the with not much news going on, it that's... That's just what it is. That's that's how it goes. Um, TC said as well that my uh, that my uh, visual isn't amazing, so apologies for that as well. So uh, for those watching, but yeah, it's it's good to be back, and I'm glad that uh, that stuff's kind of getting back into Premier League football now because it that is just what happens with international breaks. It is a bit boring almost, um, especially when. The likes of Bukayo Saka isn't there, and and Ketia will we'll get into a bit more, but and Ketia obviously didn't have as much game time as what we'd uh, have hoped. Um, just all of those bits, it just yeah, it's just weird, and I'm glad that Premier League football's now back, really. Yeah, me too. Uh, very much glad that it's back. It's been you know a pretty dull international break, but having some time off was was certainly appreciated. Uh, let's have a quick chat uh, about specifically kind of some of the instances that has happened over the break. Eddie Nketiah was called up to England's squads uh, and made his debut in their friendly uh, on Friday against Australia. However, he was left out of the squad for the game against Italy. So. I suppose there's positives and negatives to that time he was called up. I know that there were probably some frustrations last time he was in the squad because he didn't get any minutes whatsoever. He didn't manage to make his debut. Because he didn't play against Italy, it does mean that he could still choose Ghana technically as well because he's not um, you know, locked into a competitive fixture so far. He's only played a friendly. So how do you think Nketi will be reflecting upon his time with the national team over this break, Charlie? I don't know. I, I do kind of feel for him because obviously he, he has done well for Arsenal and he deserves that call up he's worked really hard but then he ba- he's barely got any minutes is he I think he came on in like in, I think it was like I mean I think it was past the 75th minute that he came on anyway uh, against Australia um so he didn't get much time at all and and with it being a friendly as well I mean Watkins obviously he's I think he started and obviously got a goal against Australia so you're you're you're, you're kind of thinking that obviously he's not going to start ahead of Kane and then, really, is he going to start in, uh, ahead of uh, Watkins if if Kane doesn't start, for say? Um, yeah. So then that's the conversation to be had. And I think, I mean, I, I couldn't tell, I can't actually tell you off the top of my head who Garner's striker is. Uh, apologies for that, but maybe he'd probably have a be- he would probably have a better chance of getting more game time for an international team if he was to play for Ghana. Um, and I wouldn't blame him if he decides to choose Ghana uh, over England. But being England's under-21s top goal scorer, you would expect that he would kind of possibly continue to work hard for England and try and push himself to be in that starting lineup for England as well. 
I mean, I don't know how many years Kane has left uh, uh, to play football, but it's not a, a load amount of time. It's not a massive amount of time. And at that point, Nketiah, he, he might have moved up in the ranks. He might have kind of got better as a footballer. And I, I'm sure he would have. It, it, I'm sure he will in the next few years. So that may be a conversation that he'll obviously be having with himself, with, with everyone else, with Gareth Southgate, because being being the under-21s top goal scorer for England, that's obviously saying something. And that he, he's got that, he's kind of proven himself at international level. And I'm sure he's going to be able to do that in, in the future, in, in the near future, in, in the further away future. Um but yeah, I, I would like him to stay at England personally, but I, I wouldn't blame him for going elsewhere because of the reasons that I just said. It just seems like he's almost third choice at the moment. Yeah, I think um, when it comes to Nketiah, the, the chances that he's going to get in the England national team obviously will diminish after January as Ivan Tony returns to action with Brentford. Yeah, exactly. um, I, I think... I just I don't personally see it being Ketia, you know, in an England shirt on a regular occasion. And that's not to say that, you know, he's a bad player or anything like that. There's just so much competition in that position. I think there'll be more coming through as well, um, you know, through the ranks also. So he's got to consider uh, that as well. Um, but from an Arsenal perspective, you know, he's been able to get some minutes. He's not played too much, which I think Arsenal will be maybe a little bit pleased about. And uh, with that game against you know, Chelsea on the horizon, there's always going to be question marks about the fitness levels of these players. Mikel Arteta will face uh, the press tomorrow morning. Uh, 9am is, is when the press, or I'm, I'm aware, is is when it's going to be. Um, so we'll hear from Mikel Arteta then about the, the latest. But do you feel as though Saka, Trossard, Saliba, Martinelli, they're all the names, Partey as well, you know, that have been mentioned as, as you know, players that had issues prior to this break. Martinelli came back, so did Partey. Partey played for, for Ghana as well. Martinelli didn't play for Brazil, was was called, was was not called up. Saliba didn't get a, a matchup for, for France either. So I suppose there's been plenty of rest. Uh, how are you feeling about the squads ahead of this game? To be fair, I'm very pleased uh, with the fact that they didn't, uh, that Saliba and Saka, they did they didn't actually get any game time and the same with Martinelli uh, and I'm glad that Partey he only got 45 minutes I think he played he only played a half and I think it was one of Arsenal's one of the Arsenal staff went with him I think it was to to Ghana uh, to the Ghana kind of like training centre with, with the national team and I'm glad that they didn't kind of have too much of a part to play just just because of the kind of injuries that they've that they've had over the last few weeks um, but then that's a positive for Arsenal. It's a positive for us to take coming into the coming back into the Premier League. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Saka starts on on the bench. Um, uh, I, I would I would expect him to be back in the um, back in the squad. But obviously, I don't know the kind of severity of what's going on. He obviously didn't play at all against City. Um, but I'm sure that he'll be working really hard to get back to full fitness. We we know with Saka that when kind of when he's hurt or when he gets hit, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, I've, I've said this before. You you think, oh no, he's gonna he's injured. He's injured. He's not gonna be able to play next next week. Uh, uh, so for, so so on and so forth. But he ends up coming back. So I wouldn't be surprised if if we see him feature against Chelsea. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if 
we end up seeing him come back into the into the squad at least. Uh, Partey as well. I wouldn't be surprised if another thing that he, he doesn't play too much. Although I did really enjoy seeing um, Declan Rice, Partey, and Odegaard in the midfield against City. I think that that was a very good way. I think that could be a way forward for Arsenal. Really, with, with the way that we played against City, with two kind of more defensive uh, midfielders and Odegaard, that adds a lot of stability to our defence and then a lot of quality going forward as well. Because we know that Partey, Jorginho, and Rice have that quality to to ping a pass to to. I mean, I mean to to go from defence to attack, as we saw with Partey. He he started the attack off when we scored the goal against City. He was the one that kind of played a lofted ball up to Tomiyasu, etc., etc. And so that's obviously a positive as well. And then I wouldn't be. I, I would expect Saliba to to play. Um, obviously playing a full game against Man City, and then uh, and then just completely having a rest this week. That's a positive as well. Um. Because we we know how good Saliba is, we know how kind of amazing he is for our defence, and how how he kind of makes everything click almost. When we have a full fit defence, it is a very difficult defence to get through. And I, I'm not saying that Chelsea are amazing, but obviously having someone like Saliba would help a lot. I mean, Chelsea, I think they have the most um, expected goals up. I don't really care about the kind of expected goals because it, it just shows with the fact that Chelsea are, they have, I think they're top of the, I think they're that they're up at the top of the expected goals uh, in in the Premier League, but then they're sitting wherever they are and they've scored however many goals that they have. I think before was it uh, was it who was it that they played who was it Burnley before Burnley I think they had only scored uh, Fulham they had only scored six goals in the Premier League so. And with a, a load of expected goals. But anyway, I'm kind of getting on a bit there. But what I'm trying to say is that they have a lot of chances on goal. They're creating them. They're just not obviously putting them away. But if Chelsea were to continue to create those chances, but then actually put something away, then obviously that 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 could be a problem for Arsenal. But if we have someone like Saliba still fit, and we have our defence as we've always had it. As uh, sorry, as we've always had it, as we've had it the last couple of weeks, last few weeks, then that's obviously going to be even more difficult for Chelsea to put uh, to put it in the back of the net, and would of course uh, drive their expected goals down and lower their created chances. So, I th- I, I think we if we can get Saliba in there, then that would be fantastic. I think we I, I wouldn't say we need him, but I would. Definitely prefer to have him in in the back line, um, but yeah, it, as I mentioned, it's it's everything that that's happened really over this international break has been a positive for Arsenal. And as you mentioned, I think it was after the City game. I think it was on the Monday. You, you said that it, it it was almost like the international break came at a perfect time for Arsenal because of the kind of injury issues that we had had, the kind of scares that we've had. It gives them a rest it gives them a, a chance to get back to full fitness to go through that kind of almost rehab to to push themselves to get back after a week or so but well two weeks um to get back into a starting lineup in the Premier League 
Yeah, without a doubt. And I'm hoping that we do see plenty of those players, you know, ready and fit because I think you're right, Partey, Rice, Erdogan would be the midfield that I'd love to see start this game. Um, if Saka is, is ready to come back, we've got Saka, Jesus, Martinelli playing as well. It could be the first time this season that we see Arsenal's best 11, barring Yuri and Timber, which would be, you know, something great and something that I think would hopefully absolutely pummel a Chelsea side that needs to be, I think, humbled a little bit after, you know, the last couple of <laughs> results they've had have, have picked up their form, they've picked up their fans' confidence. I've been seeing plenty of very, very confident Chelsea fans uh, surrounding my Twitter feed, which has been unenjoyable and something that needs to be quelled um, very quickly. So I'm hoping that we find that this weekend. The last um, topic of discussion for today is a little bit of transfer news regarding Emil Smith-Rowe. Uh, over the last week or so, we've seen links with a potential exit of Smith-Rowe. Newcastle United is said to be the club that are most keen on the player. Would you be open to allowing Smith-Rowe to leave if it was for the right place to, uh, to a side like Newcastle? I mean... I don't want him to go. I think that's kind of the whole kind of picture of this and, and what I'm thinking of it. I just don't want him to. But it's just, I'm finding it difficult to see where he would fit into Arsenal because of the fact that we were just on about the fact that we might see Rice, Odegaard and Partey in the midfield. I mean, we were obviously seeing uh, Havertz and Vieira on that left-hand side, but if we're now seeing Declan Rice on the left, Partey in the middle, Odegaard on the right, there's not really any position for a more attacking player in that midfield unless we play against someone that might be a bit kind of worse off defensive-wise, maybe someone like Sheffield, Luton, Burnley, etc. But then even so, then we'll see possibly Havertz. I mean, uh, we, we've mentioned that Havertz is probably best as a false nine, as a, as a striker than where he is where he has been playing for Arsenal recently. I mean, he did he did well against City when he came on in the striker position. When he's played in the striker position, he's been, he's been great, really, when he's been chasing the ball, when he's been holding up the play. I think that that should be where he's starting, really. Starting on the bench, I think that's where he should be. So then that leaves the fact that, that Vieira could be there and then possibly Smith-Rowe. That's where the conversation would be had. I don't think that he'd be starting ahead of Martinelli and Trossard. Both of them have been fantastic for Arsenal. Uh, Martinelli's definitely going to push for uh, getting that Brazilian record in the Premier League on that left wing. When Trossard's fit, he is a brilliant backup for Martinelli. Uh, so it really seems like the the only chance he's going to have in an Arsenal side is possibly in a cup game, uh, when there's a bit of rotation, when... Possibly let let's let's say we're, we're we're already through the group stage of the Champions League. We're already top, and then we're just rotating again. One of those kind of instances, or when we're against like maybe Luton and and Vieira's injured or something like that, and then we see Smith Rowe come in on that left hand side, or if worst comes to worst, Martinelli and Leandro Trossard aren't able to get into that starting eleven, and then he comes in on the left. But even when he hasn't, even when he's been available. And we've needed someone on that left-hand side. Jesus has been on that left-hand side as well. So it almost seems like he's he's a third or fourth choice in nearly every single position. I don't personally. I think that he should be playing a bit more. But then I'm thinking to myself, well, actually, should he be? Vieira's done very well for us when he's been playing in that attacking role. And then, as I've just mentioned, I really like that three midfield of Partey. Um, 
Odegaard and Declan Rice. I prefer that than, than any other midfield. And then, as I just mentioned, does he really get over Trossard, get in over Trossard and Martinelli? So it's just one of those conversations that you like, you want him to play. You want him to have more minutes for Arsenal because he has been brilliant over the last couple of seasons when he has been playing. And there was a conversation that we that we were having whether he he should be starting instead of Martinelli. That that was a conversation that people were having. And at one point, I, I thought that he should be starting over Martinelli. And then obviously Martinelli's kind of come into kind of gone into the flow of the Premier League. He's been fantastic for Arsenal. And now I can't see him being replaced as a starting left winger. Um so obviously I don't want him to leave, as I just mentioned, and I'd obviously not want him to go to the likes of Newcastle that will be pushing for the top four and are a very good side. Personally, if he's to go somewhere, I'd much rather him go somewhere that possibly won't be challenging for us, uh, challenging Arsenal that high up the table. And then also somewhere that he'd be able to get a lot of minutes. Whereas maybe in at Newcastle, he might not be getting as many minutes as what he'd be wanting if he was to leave anyway. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, yeah, I just I don't want him to, but... I can see why he'd want to. It's the same with the the Inketia thing. I, I can see why he'd want to change his uh, nationality to to Ghanaian. I can see why, why Smith Rowe would want to to leave Arsenal because he's not getting the game time that he'd be wanting to. But then again, he's a Halem boy. He's he's part of Arsenal. He and he's been part of Arsenal for well his whole life or, or almost. So yeah, I think it'd be tough to see him go if he does. You've muted yourself, by the way, TC. About that. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, with Smith Rowe, he's a player that Arteta is not using, you know, is, is the yes. bottom line. You know, he's not giving him the opportunities as much as maybe he'd want or that fans would want. Would I rather, you know, regardless of my feelings towards Smith Rowe, would I rather have a player on the bench that I know the Arteta wants to use, that will use, that fits the system more, or would I rather risk? You know Smith Rowe being here just because it means not having him elsewhere. I often use the uh, the analogy of staying with a, a partner because you just rather not see them with anyone else, and better than <laughs> you know is, is is better to stay with them. And I'm not sure that that works. You know, with the sense of Smith Rowe because it's a it's a financial asset to Arsenal. You know, Arsenal could get a very significant fee and could reinvest that in somebody that maybe fits into what Arsenal want to do more than they have with Smith Rowe. It's going to be painful to see him go if he does go but I think it's a real possibility Newcastle you know they've, they've already signed Joe Willock they gave Arsenal a very good fee of around 25 million pounds for him it's not necessarily you know been something that Arsenal have regretted uh, it doesn't mean that they wouldn't regret letting Smith Rowe go of course but I think it does provide some perspective maybe on that deal so we'll have to wait and see um, but Smith Rowe's future still very much in the air and we're unsure about how it will you know, conclude. Uh, but Charlie, thank you so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me and thank you to everyone watching after a, a little while off. But yeah, hopefully we'll be getting, we'll be having some of these shows a bit more often now with uh, with, with kind of scheduling coming back uh, and the Premier League coming back. Hopefully more news will be coming out so we can share all of that with mm. you. But yeah, thank you for having, thank you for, for watching and, and having us. 
Absolutely. Uh, you'll be able to get Mikel Arteta's press conference, of course, on the channel tomorrow, uh, soon after it's been uh, completed. So you can subscribe for that, as well as all the content coming out over the course of the weekend. Uh, I won't be in attendance at Stanford Bridge Saturday this weekend uh, with our Chelsea writers going to be there, of course. But uh, we'll, of course, be bringing you all the latest uh, from Seville in midweek and then, of course, Sheffield United to uh, next weekend as well, which I will be in attendance for. It's going to be nice, I think, just to watch some games from home, actually, just to kind of <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kind of see things from the TV perspective because it gives you a different view, certainly from being in the ground. But thank you so much, everybody that's watched. Please do drop a like, subscribe, all that lovely stuff. Great to see so many of you joining us. It is very much appreciated uh, all around the world. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Glory, 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 glory.